folks. Welcome to Yelling About Pate. I'm Carl Hess. With me, as always, Joel Miller. Oh, yeah! Coming in with the fresh haircut right you, from the you, Westerner. You can't see, but I look great. Uh, he does look great. I do look great. I Shout actually out do to look the great. Westerner and Echo Park where we both get our haircut. Maybe they should sponsor the program. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe they should. They, they have like a large array of hats and stuff, and I wonder if they're for sale because yes. they look really Here, cool. Here is what it was. They're cool hats. The Westerner used to be... And another location across the street, right, right next to our beloved taco institution, Guisados. Damn right. Shout out to Guisados. Uh, they were in a much smaller location. Then they moved across the street to their current location, uh, which used to be like a hat uh, clothing store. Mm-hmm. And the guy who owned that like wasn't doing well. He was like, you guys can just take the store, but also still sell my hats. Yeah. I actually bought some socks there. Pretty the fucking so- good socks. The socks look cool too. Pretty and they had ni- they had knit caps. I'm not going to call it a beanie. I don't like that. You don't knit, like that? Knit, I like knit cap. Mm, I like a watch cap. A watch cap. Yeah. I like that. It sounds vaguely military. Like I'm, <laughs> like I'm a Navy SEAL or something. <laughs> I like the fact that they give you free whiskey when you get your haircut. If you want. Yeah. If they you don't want. push it on you. I was actually thinking about bringing one like a, like a medium priced bottle of whiskey for the holidays. And then I decided I'd rather keep that whiskey. That's for me. <sighs> I feel like you give like a good holiday tip. Like I usually tip $10. It's a $30 haircut and I tip 10. They only, t- they only charge me 25. What? Because they don't take anything off the top. Really? Yeah. How long are you growing the top? Uh, I'm going to be growing it. That's ah, so long. He just shook it out. Folks, yeah. it's wild. It's wild. But you know what? It looks good. I, 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 I'd have to agree with you and everybody else. Yes, mm-hmm. it looks good. I look good. And we just uh, did a little hit of the Perone. Joel got me a Perone for my birthday. Thank you so much. You're very welcome. Best gift I received. Yes. Uh, it's, it's a smaller one, but it's good because it's... it's uh, you know, it's 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 easy to wield. It is easy. I feel like you, when you go into peroning, you can't just go. It's like when you start smoking weed, you don't go to like six foot bong. That's insane. No, you got to start off small. You got to work your way up. It's it's a beginner peron. It's uh, you know, I I I would I would say that it's also I think it's, it's easier it's, to get an appropriate. Yeah, it's it's, an, it's it, gonna it's gonna help you get to that. It's it's all about practice, man. It's a good size. You know, I don't we know don't want to go to Otonio. Shout out to Otonio. Shout out to and Otonio. look like fools with their regular size peron. That would never happen to us. Yeah. Well, not anymore. Uh, also, I think we should mention that Teresa of Otonio won the Reader's Choice Eater Awards. Congratulations to Teresa. The guy who won. Well deserved. The guy who won Chef of the Year was the guy from like, I never heard of him. The guy from, from, from Somni? Oh, Itor. Yeah. It's yeah. like, no one can eat it. Unless you're rich, you cannot eat at that restaurant. I mean, we, it's like, we could eat there technically. I just don't want to have to go into some kind of severe debt. I, ah, look, we ate. One time at the bazaar. Yes, we had. It was great. It's so expensive. Yeah. I mean, luckily, luckily they still have me on as a employee for SBE. So we did get a 25% discount that evening. Thank God we did. I know. But, but so even then, I mean, I've eaten there about 15 times at this point, but I used to eat there more frequently when it was freer. And it was it was always good, but it hasn't changed. Nothing really has changed. When about you were for SBE you, uh, restaurant group, you could eat at the bazaar for free. Well, my friends were the general managers there, and they could comp anyone because th- that's when it was hot. Why that's when I, I was, why wasn't I better friends with you then? I, I don't know. You I fucked, fucked up. up. You really fucked up. God damn it! So, sorry that you're not reaping the spoils now. You are such an opportunist. I respect it. Well, I will say uh, we went to Roberta's the other day. My little brother was in town. It was his 30th birthday. Shout out to Ethan. We went to Roberta's and you were friends with the GM. Multiple free pizzas. Yeah. And yeah. one with a candle on it. One with a candle on it. That is a power move, by the way. Oh, and my God. I think that every, I love that. I think every institution, not just pizza institutions, should have as an option a pizza with a candle. A savory, a savory birthday candle, birthday candle option. Yeah, exactly. But it should all just be a pizza. 
it's it's already round. It's 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 cake esque, just thinner, mm-hmm. you know. And it it's it's who's gonna get mad at that? Like you're at a nice dinner, you're at some 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 restaurant, let's say Applebee's, and then all of a sudden, instead of a chocolate lava cake, slides over pizza right. with a candle. I want southwestern egg rolls with a candle in them. Stat. <laughs> I don't like cake. I don't eat cake. I only want those jalapeno poppers. Look, I think the easiest savory birthday candle option would be like a nice slice of cheese and grapes. Like, ooh, like a nice triple cream brie and some some grapes (laughs) arranged on a little board. Candle in the brie. What is a triple cream brie than just pre-cheesecake? Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. It's the original cheesecake. Cheesecake cheesecake with no graham cracker crust. I want to eat a slice of triple cream brie like a slice of cheesecake and I'll be happy. I mean, I feel like you can and have actually at some point in your life. We're heading into the holiday season, so... It's a season of excess. Like I feel like my cheese consumption oh my God. is already up. We, I was at a I was at a late Friendsgiving, like early holiday party on on Sunday. Oh, I saw that. That looks. Oh boy, who daddy? These were all food people, right? These were all food okay. people. These were all these were all people that either were in the industry or worked around or like new people like that were very ingrained in the industry, and it was phenomenal. This is why I like hanging out with chefs over comedians because it's like. We're both broken people, but at least chefs can fucking cook something. Here, here is the move, Everyone though. has a substance abuse problem, but at least chefs can fucking put here, together here, a dish. Here was the move, though, that I didn't realize. The, the, and, it was, and you're going to think I'm crazy, but the host and hostess of, of this holiday party did not make their own turkey. Okay. They made, made everything else. Everything else was made. I brought, See, I'm not I brought mad some at sides, that. But they got it from Neiman Marcus. Mm. Power move, Go by on. the way. I, the turkey must have been like $500. Okay. I, I don't even know. All right, whoa, whoa, whoa. But Neiman Marcus is a clothing store? Neiman Marcus is an apartment store. It is an old school department store. It's very expensive. Okay. But during the holidays, they source turkeys and prepare them already cooked, and all you have to do is reheat them. All right, well, I'll ask you this How was that department store turkey? Amazing. Oh, wow. It was one of the best turkeys I've well, ever had. Well, then I had. fully support that. It was like. Cajun lemon style too. It mm. was. It was so not even like tradition. N- no, but who cares? It was great. Does Neiman Marcus offer like a menu of flavors? Like we got spicy garlic. Yeah, we got zingy Cajun. Yeah, it's like Buffalo Wild we got Wings, a, but a for turkey. Gochujang Korean turkey. No, I don't. I don't think they had anything like that. I mean, I don't know. Like, look, I we got regular spicy Cajun. What do you want? Keep keep it moving. But, the but, line's but, the line's getting long here. But for Marcus. for the longest time, the the hostess she said that her family she she got married a few years ago to to the host. And uh, she was like, my family's been doing Neiman Marcus turkeys for the last decade. So it's like a family tradition. For, yes, for them. But this is the first time that I've been, in, that I've been part of the family tradition. I kind of love that. It was, it was, it was, I don't want to say shockingly good because if I would say that if something came from some, somewhere that was, if, if Louis Vuitton made a turkey, I would, I would like to, I would hedge my bets on it. Has it like, would be delicious. It has like the Louis Vuitton graphics, like the LV logo <laughs> all over it. This turkey costs $17,000. <laughs> We're not even going to eat it. Just look at it. This, tur- this turkey was growing up on the fi- in the finest farms. It had the finest mm. amenities known mm. to man. You know, you know my turkey Gucci? You know I got that Gucci bird? Turkey gang, turkey gang, turkey gang, turkey gang, turkey gang, turkey gang, turkey gang. I mean, look, obviously, I think getting a turkey really well done from somewhere else and then putting all your effort into the other shit, especially if you're entertaining, is a strong move. I think it is. I mean, if you can cook, that's great. But like... People that can't cook, you can, it's really easy to f- not fuck up a turkey, but not no, have the turkey, is. not have the turkey be as perfect as you want it to be. A controlled turkey, a, a one, if you will, or a zero, if you will, is, is the ultimate thing because you can focus just on sides and the sides, let me tell you, and my you more good oven friend, space. they made a challah. 
from that holla. Holla from scratch? Holla from scratch. Made, made a holla. Made cranberry sauce. Made gravy. Made onion jam. Mm. I roasted a fucking pork, pork te- or a beef tenderloin, Fuck. which came out perfect. Fuck. As, as it would be from me. Some Fuck a pork tenderloin. Some beef tenderloin. Beef tenderloin. That's what I'm talking about. Made some... Uh, pork pot- tenderloin is like the chicken breast of the pork world. Get the fuck <laughs> out of here. Unless a pork tenderloin is wrapped in like bacon or pancetta, it's like, it's, it's not going to be good. And then one of our buds made a brown butter washed bourbon spiced cider in a uh, gigantic decadent punch bowl damn, you guys are garnished lovingly with star anise and some rosemary and fucking cinnamon. It was fucking decadent. I felt like a czar. <laughs> a czar. I felt like a fucking czar. Uh, well, I mean, I went to a couple food-centric parties. Nothing to rival that. I did go to a tamale party, which I really like. Uh, you know, we're, this is the season of tamales. Tamales. And uh, it it was great. I mean, they're such a good celeb- celebratory food. Yeah, they're just no. Like, it, it's and it's it's such a Christmas winter time food. Sure, that it, it tamale. I mean, first of all, tamales are forever; they're year round. But during the during the winter time, that's when you see like family. It just tamales, 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 tamales. Mm-hmm. And I'm not mad about that. Mm-hmm. I like that. What I really liked about this party was, in addition to the tamales, they had a large pot of beans in the slow cooker and they were so good like just just beans i'm back again out here advocating for beans beans are never sexy but they're so fucking i love beans i'm a big bean aficionado it was literally just like refried beans that were a little spicy served with like guac and sour cream so the the rosarita jalapeno refried beans that they put into a pot and maybe added some like stock too they're so good they were so good i'm not, I'm not i don't know if they were they probably right out of a can but they were delicious you know, you know what though canned beans are great I don't, I don't think beans get their due beans don't get their due we i have i i love beans seasonal beans are great we use beans at the restaurant all the time long beans fucking wax beans cranberry beans doesn't matter mm, dragon yeah, tongue talk that we shit. could keep going favas so much effort fava beans are great put more favas in your mouth Sometimes only about I don't nine need months it, away. I don't even enough fava beans. They're out of season, though. Yeah, they are out. Of, they are out of season. Oh, I, actually, I will go back to my the 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 dinner we had. So one of the guests was from Tanzania. Okay. And she made like uh, beef samosas, wow. but there was a game of roulette that night because in one of those beef samosas they put an entire Thai chili in it. What? Yeah. Oh my god, I love that. So is that like a Tanzanian thing? No, no. It was just like kind of like a. We're going to fucking play a game tonight. And she's like, one of these has a whole Thai chili Thai in chili it. roulette. Like a Thai chili roulette. And it was like not chopped up inside of it. It was like just in there. So if you took a bite, are these like two bite samosas or are we talking bigger? L- listen. Three if bite? You, if you know what you're doing, they're one bite samosas. So all they're right? that small. But most, most of them were about, most of them, you, I mean, I think you could take about, I took two bites. Most, some people took three. You I know. think because of the roulette situation, you have to eat it on one bite. Just cram it in your that, mouth that's and start what, chewing. That's that's what I said. I also, I, but like, so there were probably about fifty samosas that were made, and it, we were eating them and eating them and eating them. And at some point, I had like seven, and everyone else was eating. And I was like, "Fuck, dude, there's still a lot left. We haven't gotten well, to the Thai chili one." Well, it's a good thing you didn't one. get the Thai chili because you cannot handle spice. First of all, you can go fuck yourself. <laughs> you can go fuck yourself right on out to hell. No. So it was at this point where we were just like, we're just going to take a bite of the tip and just like throw them away if we don't get it. Because all the, all the guys were like hankering for it. Okay. And then uh, our buddy Brian, he's the one that 
bit into it, right. and then I ate the rest. Of okay. It. So it was, his initial bite, did he yeah. get it? It wasn't as it wasn't. You it ate wasn't the rest? As, yeah, I, I ate. Oh, the how rest. hot was it? It wasn't as hot as I wanted it to be. I okay. wanted it. I wanted. I wanted more heat. I don't know. You say that more, now. But. I wanted more heat. I remember a time not too long ago sitting in Guisados with the chili toriados. It's so, it's so weird that you, have, back that you literally have one story. <laughs> you have one story that you tell. You're like a, you're like a, mo- like a parent that is just like, oh, I, was like, well, I don't know if you can go on that roller coaster. I remember that one time when you were seven years old. Well, that you, you know why? Up. You know why I just have one story? Because every time we're out somewhere spicy, you don't order spicy because you're is, afraid that, of it. That is fucking horseshit. When we went to fucking uh, Sujita Annex, you didn't get spicy? What are, you ta- what are you talking about? You I always get spicy. You didn't get spicy. I add the onikatsu in it uh, all the time. I add three spoons, which means good. I don't know. Uh, dude. I don't know. You know what? We are going to settle this once and for all, by the way. We will settle this once and for all. I mean, settle what? I can out, I can out eat you. I can out spice you. I think that you can out eat me in certain regards. I don't think you can out spice me. Certain, re- certain regards. I think certain regards. But we've never done this. We've never gone head to head. We've never had competitions yet. All right. Any, I mean, anytime. we've gone toe to toe in uh, pizza crawl. We've we've definitely cleared decadent long meals together. That's true. I mean, I think that I have to be in the right mindset. <laughs> I gotta be in the right I, mindset. I gotta be in the right you mindset. Baked. No, actually, no. I think that actually hurts me. Really? That's uh, it's because a hindrance. You, you, you get a little more in your head. No, because if I'm high, I just eat really quick, and that ruins the fucking flow. Mm, you gotta okay. you gotta, you gotta pace. pace yourself. Yeah, it's a marathon, not a sprint. I am always. I, you a, could sprint out, eat me for sure. That is a that is a for sure thing. Yeah, but in some ways, I think it's good. I mean, I don't like competitive eating. I think it's gross. I, like I don't like watching it, it. It doesn't make sense to me because you should enjoy your meal. But I will say, if I'm if we're at a nice restaurant, when the food hits the table, I'm really excited. So out of the gate, I'm probably eating pretty fast. And then you get a little fatigued. You start. You take a breath. You start to drink some wine, and then you can't seem to. Then you settle into get up on my own power. Like I am the type of person who gets really excited and dives into a meal and just starts going hard, as you've seen. Yeah, I mean, I do the same thing too. I mean, I'm I'm a a faster eater than most other people. I am not as fast as you are, though. Like if 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 we were horses and we were running in the Kentucky Derby, out of the gate you'd be like, and they're off. Carl Hess comes out to a blazing, insurmountable lead. (laughs) Oh no, he's he's slowing down. It, oh, he's, he's reaching for the bread basket again. Oh, that's no good. <laughs> nope. Oh, he just, he says he loves it, the butter, but oh God, he's, he's getting full. Rookie oh, move. Rookie he's move. slowing down. They're, they're going to have to kill him and put him in the glue factory. <laughs> no, you know what? If we killed you, your meat would be delicious. I'd make a delicious tartare out of you. <laughs> then I'd repurpose you but in a glue. But there's the whole thing of like, your brain is behind your stomach on how full you are. So it's almost good to go out of the gate quick before you realize how full you are because then you can get as much food down before mm. your brain gets a signal, which is like a 20-minute delay where it's like, hey, we're full. Stop eating. <laughs> it's like, shut up, brain. I still got work to do. <laughs> you stupid brain. You Knock s- it off. Stupid idiot. You dumb fuck. Well, I mean, it is the holidays. It is, uh, you know, the time when maybe we go a little overboard, but it's oh, also like... I-, I told you the other day I made pozole. And I made enough pozole for about 20 people. So me and my wife had just been eating pozole. And that's not bad. It's not bad at all. It's not bad at all. It's not bad at all. You just go traditional style? I did chicken. Okay. I did, I did chicken thighs, but yeah, basically traditional. I had mojito chilies rehydrated. Did you make them. a stock first? I, I, bought, I bought some nice, nice broth. Okay. Yeah, I bought some good broth. What kind of broth we talking? Just chicken broth. Chicken broth. Just straight up chicken broth. Mm. Yeah. Fortified with nutrients. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm going to be heading out to Denver soon. I'll be there doing a week of shows, and then I'll be with my family. So we're already excitedly talking about the, the holiday menu. 
Yes. Oh, I, I'm sure. I'm sure in in the household, mm-hmm. it's going to be quite the celebration. I think we're going with uh, a honey baked ham. Not like like from like a fucking really good butcher. Not like a fucking, not like honey baked. Not ham. honey baked brand. A honey ham from a reputable uh, butcher, and uh, I think we're gonna do prime rib, which I'm really excited about because I never eat prime rib, but every time I, was I actually, do, I'm like. This is the best thing I, ever. I was actually thinking about it because uh, Lowry's is changing up their style of service. Lowry's Institution of Los Angeles right. in Beverly Hills on Old Restaurant Row. For those not in the know. Well, there's, there's two, right? Uh, maybe. I don't know. Probably. So Lowry's, they bring a big silver cart over. Yeah. They slice it next to the table. Very table old sides, school. These are salads. You know? Lowry's is fucking great. Uh, but I was thinking, I was like, Carl, I haven't seen you in a while, bro. It's been a couple weeks. I'm, I, I miss you. I love you. Let's we, go to Lowry's. Let's go to Lowry's. I was thinking about let's go to Lowry's. Uh, let's go to Lowry's right after we do this. <laughs> I will die. I'm, I might fall asleep. Is Lowry's open during the day? I don't believe so. I don't know who's getting a Silver prime. cart doesn't seem right during the day. <laughs> First of all, fuck off. Yes, it does. I told you, I eat like a czar. I wanna, I'm eating an oligarch or above for this entire holiday season. <laughs> That's it. I Look. I have never been to a lunch where a silver cart rolls up, so maybe I'm, I just don't know. Maybe if I did it, I'd be like, I never want to lunch any other way. If I can't eat like an Eastern European fancy man, I don't want to eat at all, man. I don't want to eat at all, baby. I can't baby. eat like a Balkan warlord. <laughs> What's the fucking point of going to lunch? I mean, there, there is no point. What are you going to make on Christmas? Well, Christmas, uh, it's, it, it's a three-pronged process. So uh, doing Christmas with my daughter... On the 23rd, on the 24th, it's kind of like a day to relax. We're closing the restaurant for Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. That's good. Just something good for our... Restaurants that stay open, it's like, what are you doing? Well, it's because you can make a lot of money, but I also think it's nice to let your staff have the time with their family, too. Thanksgiving, it's like, I get it. Some people want to go to a restaurant. If Christmas Eve... Christmas, it's like... If How Christ- much do you hate your family? If Christmas Eve was on a Friday or Saturday, I'd probably open the Yeah, restaurant. but not Christmas Day. No, Christmas Day, I never open. That's just, that just cruel. That's what I'm saying. That's just cruel. But be, yeah, restaurants that are open on Christmas Day. But like, like restaurants that are open on Thanksgiving cr- Day, I cr- get it. Christmas Day, I will go the Jewish route, and I will be ordering Chinese food from any place that's open and be eating Kung Pao chicken and slippery shrimp and Oh, so all you're going stuff. full Jew. I go full Jew on Christmas Day. Okay, I, like I mean, that. Uh, I used to I used to just order back in the day from a place called Mandarin Island. Shout out to Mandarin Islands in the Valley. Shout out to going full Jew, dude. Going full Jew is great. I mean, the Jew the Jew method on Christmas Day was you you, you get some Chinese food and you go see a movie. That's I love it. that. Yeah, and that, and that, and that's what you did. And then you go and fall asleep because you've had way too much uh, Beijing beef or whatever the fuck it is. Yeah, I like that. It's a solid move. I don't think we're... I'm not sure if we're going to be doing... Like, we might have some some friends over or something and do, like, a small Christmas thing. But I always like I always like cooking, like, like doing, like, enchiladas and and Spanish rice and okay. fucking pozole and, or chicken tortillas. I like going, like, full Latin. You're embracing your Jewish heritage and your Guatemalan heritage. I like that. Yeah. I mean, just, what, what else is there? We actually... It was funny... My brother's wife's mom is a, a white lady from Colorado, but she shout out to white women, very good at cooking. And uh, shout out to Cindy. And she was like, one year she was like, "I'm fucking uh, making tamales," and she like got the masa from an old Mexican lady, and like we we like made masa, we like made them as a family, and like molded the masa, and they came out really good. She was she's a perfectionist. She was very disappointed. Was she? But it was it was that just only like, means that the next time will be better. It was just like that's. You know, it's like tamales, bringing people together, you know? Food, the great unifier. Dude, new tamales, tamales Alberto, two new locations in Echo Park. They're killing it. Just saw. Mm-hmm. Very excited. 
I mean, who wouldn't be? I'm going to be eating a lot of tamales in 2019. Oh, my God. Well, Carl's getting fat this year, guys. <laughs> Carl's, Carl's going to be like, like 60% wine and 40% masa. I think the way to not gain a lot of weight over the holidays is to just focus on eating meat. Yeah, I mean, you got to go. You got to go a lot of veg, though, too, man. Sure. You got to go veg. Aggressive vegetable intake. It's, it's, cannot, it's, it's, veg, it's veg and meat. You got you to gotta, you gotta shut the noise out of the bread. Like, no bread. Get the bread out well, of Well, some bread. Well, you need the bread to sop up all the rest of the, the juices. That's why I like a big centerpiece. Like, one year we did a, prime, uh, a crown lamb roast. Oh, crown rack of lamb? Yeah, crown did rack you put lamb. the little things on yes. the... Yes. Oh. It was amazing. Eastern uh, European czar. <laughs> Bring it to me on a silver cart. I will accept no non-cart-based foods. What is this? Being brought to me in your hand? You're gonna, it on I'm going to see I'm going to see you like you're going to like package your bar cart up and bring it to Denver with you and just be like, "Mom, dad, I want you to roll everything out on the cart." Uh, dude, hey. You know, dim dim sum works for a reason. People love carts. Uh, cart-based foods are amazing. Cart-based foods are amazing. Cart-based foods. There's are, a restaurant are in San Francisco. I know you hate San Francisco for no logical reason. No, I hate for actually all logical I reasons. Shut up. There are so many reasons I hate it. There's this place called State Bird Provisions that uh, I think they still do. It's it's Dim like non-Asian right. cart-based. That's food. what a place out here was trying to do. But they, but they, they closed. closed. I'm just shocked that no one else has been able to harness the power of the cart. Besides, uh, besides the Asian community. Maybe, maybe it's time to bring it back. Maybe they've just had so much practice doing the cart that no one else can do it right. Uh, it's it's damn it's damn possible. But you know, what? if someone's gonna bring back the cart, it's gonna be me. What would oh. you ha- What would you have on the cart? Tamales. <laughs> <laughs> cart tamales. Table side. Using the tamales. best of Asian and Latin cuisine, just, I present to you the tamale. Cart. And I'm just gonna have a bunch of butter and just like pour it over the top. What about too? a restaurant where like a mobile Mexican street vendor just rolls around in the restaurant? So you get the best of both worlds. You get you get your on the street experience with a with a street vendor, and then you get sitting down and drinking nice wine in a restaurant. Best of both worlds, baby. We, we should you're at a table. God damn. You're drinking nice natural wine, and then the fucking blue corn quesadilla lady from Echo Park just rolls right by, just coming up in there. Right. Just not a care I mean, they, the world. they got wheels anyway. You know what, Carl? You have an, a, you have inspired me. I'm gonna put carts. I'm gonna put not carts. Tamales. On the menu at the Wallace for happy hour. You should. I'm gonna. You, what kind? Of, what kind? I'm gonna do pork with like a wahio like sauce. Wahio. Yeah. It's just fun to say. Wahio. Wahio. Well, you can say I love like an idiot. I love wahio. Who, does, a, who doesn't? They're fucking delicious. It's delicious. Por- Dry, dried chilies for the win, baby. Por- pork and wahio tamales on the. Yeah. You, you heard it here first, folks. Yeah. I'm gonna. It's gonna. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna start working on it this weekend. I'm huh? doing it for you. You're gonna be gone the entire time. I'm probably gonna. But be I'm gonna gone, bring some yeah. to you. Fuck yeah. I'll, I'll, do, I'll do it because I, I care. Well, I'm going to be in Denver, and Denver actually has amazing Mexican food. They, Different they, vibe than LA, obviously, but there's a lot of Mexicans in Denver. They got strong Mexican scene. Also, they're really big on green chili shit, which I love because you can't really get that chilies. in LA. So chili Colorado, you know, you Ooh. get like the pork and the green chili. So good. I'm a big fan of that. So I'll be eating a lot of uh, chili Colorado in, in various forms. Uh, so I'm excited for that. Be careful, children. He may take on other chili forms. <laughs> mm. I'm, I'm just excited. Denver really is a great food town, and I haven't been in about over a year. So, Well, now you got something to look forward to. Oh, my God. I can't wait. There's wow. this place called Root Down. I have to go every time. Root Down? Root Down. Is it like, like a the Beastie Boys song? 
Is it okay? It's not a Beastie Boys themed restaurant. No, no. I was gonna say, is it like a cowboy themed like kind of thing? No, it's kind of. It was kind of like one of the original cool small plates, like got a farm lot of, to table. They got like sarsaparilla. Like on the, the menu. whole restaurants run on wind power, and it's like all their shit comes from an herb Well, I mean, garden. my restaurants are all run on wind power too, from Mother Gaia. Can you silence the wind? <laughs> It was just like the first really cool. Old, there's just like an old like like river Rickety in the back mill on the roof. Like, it's like pushing water through with like a turbine. It's it's fucking great. It's like one of those places like like Animal or Bestia that's like it's been open for a while, still has a lot of hype, and then like every time you Smaller? go there, you're like still good. Pretty small. Yeah, yeah. I'd say like. Because Animal and 50. Bestia, those are you're, you're in two different fucking. It's between. It's between. But I just in terms of the. Hype and the fact that they're still good. Like, yeah. you know, a lot of places are good and then they're not good. Like, Animal's been over for 10 years. Still fucking good. It's not like I've been there in six, in six months. But, like, we went there, like, last year and it was, like, still great. Well, we went for... We went for wait, did we go for dinner? Did we go we we went went for, for dinner. pop-up? Didn't we? No, we went for dinner. Didn't we? Last time we were there was a pop-up, but we went for dinner uh, before Oh, that. that's right. We went for the Kroner Burger pop-up, which is um, an SF. It was like, good. It was good. It was good. Yeah, yeah. yeah, good. LA is such a good burger town. It's hard to be, like... Oh, I'm going to a pop-up from a burger place that's not in LA. It's like, eh. You're like, cool. We're eagerly awaiting Burgers Never Say Die, the new location opening. Seething with Across from Silver Lake Wine. I cannot uh, Right by the red line on Glendale Boulevard. Also, imminent, if not like maybe this weekend, is Ototo, which is the... Yeah, I just drove by there the today. sake yeah. bar and... Uh, Looking good. Uh, sake bar with food that's going to be attached to Subaki. Right down the street from my I house. I really hope they're open Mondays. <laughs> I th- I think they might be opening like this weekend. Uh, I mean, we need to look into it. We might have to go there. I mean, I want to be there like day one. What, you're just there with like balloons and like and like flowers. You're like, thank you so thank much. You. I just love you guys. <laughs> thank you. Love you I brought so tamales. Much. My friend made them, but it's still a gesture of kindness. <laughs> just lie and just say that you made them. You know, <laughs> fuck it. Who cares? <laughs> I will never lie about food. I don't know. Man. Sure, I'll lie about any other aspect of my life. You lie that you that you, I would say, never like, you lie all the time. You lie that you say that I don't like seafood. I like seafood. You lie when you say I don't like spice. I Joel, like spice. You're lying to yourself, you're, bro. I will. You're I would to never do. Right now. Yeah, I, I wake up in the morning and I look in the mirror and I'm like, I'm instead of like pumping, my, instead of like, yeah, instead of pumping myself up, it's just like you can do it. Get some more chilies in Get your life. You fucking, stupid fucking idiot. You're hitting yourself, you idiot. Salmon. It's good. It's got omega threes. You need them for health. <laughs> Well, let's go. Let's go eat some salmon. Right. Friedman's uh, has a, a delicious salmon dish on the menu. We could go. I, there. I, I, that right salmon right is part. where I draw the line. By the way, I don't eat. Tra- I don't eat trash fish. Okay. All what right. are you Japanese now? <laughs> yeah, I am actually. Yeah, they don't really have. Uh, you sa- must call me Jolson from now on. Jolson does not respect the trash fish. <laughs> they don't have salmon on the menu at Tsubaki. Well, I, I think I think seafood is a seamless segue because somebody who loves seafood. Is mm. going to be joining us today. Oh my Someone God. who is a seafood aficionado. She was in Lisbon. She was eating seafood. Oh, we're going to talk Lisbon. You know she we're going to talk in Hawaii. Lisbon. She's a ragtag fucking food traveler. Well, then let's introduce her because she's here. Our guest today is Holly Fox. Holly Fox. Holly Fox, welcome to the show. Nay Zach. <laughs> Nay Zach, correct. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Yeah, welcome. Uh, we've been hitting the Peron as we should. Yes. Uh, you know, Joel gave it to me on my birthday and I didn't want to use it. Until Without him, yeah. because I'm a good friend. I would have known too. I would known. <laughs> I would have known. You smell the prone. You've been using this without us, haven't you? Haven't, <laughs> haven't you? you? Look at me. Look at me. It's getting uh, so upset. But as it is early in the day, and uh, we're, I'm, I'm, we're only using bass cider at six percent ABV, right? We're, we're, we're not jumping into the chocolina or wine yet. 
Feels like daytime cider. Yeah, exactly. It's a daytime sipper. It's a patio pounder. It's a sunshine <laughs> seltzer. Sunshine I made that seltzer. third one up. That one's bad. That was bad. That was bad. I mean, you are uh, a partner at Last Word Hospitality. Yes. You are a, a wine professional. Medium wine. Medium. I'm a wine consumer. But you're in a, you're in a line of <laughs> like, work where you drink some day wine in a professional capacity pretty regularly. I oh would yeah. Say. Does that make me a wine professional? I would. I, I would say yes. I would say yes. If I you're feel like I'm a wine. If you're being paid to drink wine during the day on a regular basis, then you're a wine professional. Oh, fabulous. There you yes. go. Uh, I mean, I think it's part of of your line of work of being able to like handle daytime drinking or just drinking in general. Drinking in general. That's there's. There are fewer days that I'm not drinking than I am drinking. Right. Well, that's the way. Well, well yeah, that's life. also how I live my life. I feel like that's. <laughs> so every, if you drink every day. Yeah, no, that's that sounds about right. Yeah. Every time I go to the doctor and they're like, how many drinks per week do you have on average? And it's much harder to do the weekly average than it is the daily average. <laughs> like two to three per day <laughs> times seven. See, this is your problem. Good. You're going it's to a doctor. Horrible. Just avoid the doctor. Right, exactly. You don't have to answer oh, such, I'm gonna such that inscrutable whole questions. Right out. <laughs> the, the problem with the, when they ask you, you're like, like the doctor was like, do you drink every day? I was like, yeah. <laughs> they were like, eh, that's not good. I was like, what are you talking I about? Don't like, care. don't tell me how to live my life, <laughs> doc. Live my life, doc. Uh, I, yeah, I don't know. Two, two to three a day. The problem is when you drink. That seems a, like on the low side, right? The problem is when you're drinking Average? every day, your tolerance gets really high. Yeah. It's like if I have two glasses of wine, I'm like, this is doing nothing for me. You need that fifth to sixth I glass of wine. <laughs> you got to go from two to three to right to five to six. Guys, I took fucking Sunday and Monday off drinking. I'm a healthy boy. I took Friday Ooh. and Friday and mostly most of Saturday off drinking too. That was a lot for you me. You can't say most of Saturday. It was. It I was didn't like, drink until the sun went down. That's that's most of the day. What are you talking about? I. I I, I rest my case. <laughs> like, yes. Like, you mean you waited until 5 p.m. to start drinking on Saturday? Damn right. Most, I was like, most. It's like day. it's like Lenny and Moe's. It's like they have a line on the bar with like the sunrise. It's like it's like the the light is almost at the line. Drinking it's time. drinking time. That's how you know it's okay. When you have a sundial that tells you when it's okay to start drinking. Uh, so last word hospitality, you guys uh, are like a management development hospitality company. Correct. And you have a couple different restaurants in Los Angeles. Correct. One being Same Same. Yes. In, uh, in Silver Lake. Love Same Same. Love Same Same. Uh, when you took that over, it was Rambutan Thai. Yeah. And you kind of had to reconcept it. So we, my last, Adam and I are the two partners in Last Word. Shout out and- to Adam. Shout out to Adam. He's great. Whoop, whoop. Um, we were originally looking for a spot to open a pinchos and tapas Spanish style cider bar. Why did you do that? I'm so so sad that that I'm didn't actually, happen. Now this is going to be I'm actually angry. Damn it! I'm what is wrong with you? We Boy, have enough Thai food. God, damn it! We There's do have market song. It's right down the street. Enough Thai podcast food. over. You know, my dream is to have a Basque Pinchos bar in LA. I, Even I Otonio, very, which I love, it's not Basque. So. No, it's, it's... And you know Pinchos is my Otonio's dad. excellent, but yes. So we, that, that was the dream. Okay. We were shopping for spaces. We were about a year into opening the company and been just doing consulting up until that point and found the space that Same Same's in on Silver Lake Boulevard. It was still an, it was an operating restaurant at the time. It was an operating restaurant. Yeah. Um, we struck a great deal with the partners of Rambutan mm-hmm. to buy the restaurant and take over their lease, which had nine years left on it. Wow. And you got, roll in with a briefcase full of cash like, all, look, you guys are failing. I got an idea and I got what it takes to make it work. 
<laughs> throw open the briefcase on the and bar. And they're like, this is a real fast-talking, loose-rolling woman. And Jesus Christ, like that briefcase is empty. There's but, just a b- b- shredded <laughs> newspaper in it. Yeah. I brought it in for dramatic effect. It's like a half-empty bottle of wine in there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But even to the meeting to negotiate, we brought them tin fish and cider. And we're like, this is our dream. And they're like, this is great. That so- is like the most powerful business meeting move. Show up with conservas and Basque cider. <laughs> Let's fucking do this. Everyone got a little drunk. We got to a deal. So you got nine years left. So anyway, we got or to that was deal. nine years left. And we got to the point of the lease transfer, and the landlord refused to transfer the lease or acknowledge the existing lease. So Did we... you give the landlord tin fish and cider? <laughs> no. no. I'm seeing a problem. <laughs> I am also seeing the problem. Hindsight is 2020. Um, no, but we, we just couldn't get to an agreement with the landlord, so instead of flipping it or turning it into a new restaurant, we approached the owners and were like, what if we helped you update, added a beverage component, ran the front of house, you stop making white people Thai food and start making things that you would actually eat, mm, like and that. we'll see what we can do here. Were, like, they, were they white people that owned the space? Were they what? White people that owned it? Like Rambutan? No, they're, they're two they Thai cousins. They, they were just making like very, Pad thai and yeah. very like, mild with coconut yeah. milk, lots of peanuts. Oh, okay. And I do appreciate the first time I went to Same Same, I was like, oh, like there's a new thing. Like, I don't know what this is. I think we went together the first time. And then I got the larb and it was so spicy. Was and so I was spicy. like, I fucking love this. I know. I was, I was like, I can stuff. almost not eat this. That's <laughs> what I'm talking about. I'm in pain right oh, now. Oh, I could you, could you almost not eat it? You fuck. <laughs> I had to finish it because you wouldn't eat it. You that's bullshit. You stopped eating it. No, this is, I had to finish it. You know, that's true. You know I, it's true. I, I, Joel couldn't I handle the lie. I can't confirm <laughs> no, nor deny this. Confirm nor deny the hotness of the LARP, Senator. I don't know what LARP uh, you're referring to, I'm sorry, to, Carl. Senator. My lawyer isn't present. There are certain I, questions I can and cannot take answer. take on said LARP situation. I don't recall So th- they had an LARP. existing beer and wine license. Yeah. It was, okay, so it was the transfer. It was, it, was, it was fairly seamless. You were just updating. You're making it in the here and now. Correct. So you, we, you did a great reconcept. We were yeah. updating. We had $50,000 total. That's not, that's not a lot. It is Shoestring budget. For all staff training, all product, all new equipment, everything. It was so little. And we had three weeks to do it with one day of training. Jesus. So we did the entire thing in that timeline, turned it around before the next rent check was due so that we could cover rent when it came up. It was like, it was a whirlwind. It was a lot. That is insane. And we, we, they were open for lunch and dinner and they were making like 600,000 a year, which is like standard for a Thai restaurant. Respectable. You know, it's like money was coming in. How many seats is it? Uh, 60. Yeah, you could be like, at least clearing like 1.5. So we closed, <laughs> we closed for lunch and just did dinner because the space is really ugly in the day. Like there's not a lot Isn't of light. It? You don't want to see that good. in the, in the you, sunlight. Daylight's not a good idea for that It space. looks so much better now. Yes. So we you got the neon signs up. We got you know, the, it's so, we, it's we pulled cute. all the hipster moves, but we really tried to keep, nobody lost their jobs. We tried to keep everybody happy and employed and especially honoring what the family had done. I mean, they, the family we partnered with, they own the longest operating Thai restaurant in Los Angeles and it is fucking fire. Where? Where is it? It's called Chow Krung on Fairfax. Okay. Wow. And it is so, it's so good. Wait, so when you, when you redid the, when they redid the food, it was just like, you're just like, hey, Fucking amp it up, yeah. And they just and they basically rolled yeah. With that. We make these the white menu. people hurt. Yeah. Make them in pain. Make them in pain, but make them come back. <laughs> exactly. Make it, it should hurt be noted so that good. that other longtime Thai restaurant right up the street on Sunset just closed. Mayploy. 
Uh, oh yeah. yeah, that's right. Yeah. So it's like you know, well, they were right next to the pita place. I don't know. I mean, there's works. so. I mean, it, honestly, objectively looking at opening same same, it was the fucking stupidest thing we could have done. We're like, let's take the densest Thai neighborhood outside of Thai right. town and it open another noted. Thai Not, restaurant. Night Market Song, you know, one of our favorite restaurants, is, which is right down the street. Which is like almost like it's similar. I mean, obviously different, very different vibes. What yours is very like dark and kind of and like brooding and hip, and theirs is very like over the toppy kind of like slamming yeah. like tie like it's almost like if you go to like a like an Italian restaurant and they have like red te- like checkered like tablecloths and stuff and it's like hey a pizza right. pie bright it's colors like, loud music Sidney yeah. Crawford on the fucking walls it is yep. good though like cause you guys are kind of filling I mean it's it's similar you know the, the wine it's same same it's same but different same same but different <laughs> you know uh, that, that's like that's a ballsy move to do what you did and have it work, though. I know. I couldn't believe it worked. So it's been like, what, a couple of years, right? It's Yeah, we'll, we'll be three years in oh, April. Wow. And we've been profitable since January of 2017, which is really hard Fucking to do. Awesome. Yeah. 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 It's yeah. like, it's, I mean, for a business venture, it ended up being the smartest thing that we did for our company because it gave us a brick and mortar and gave us a chance to prove like what we could what you do. It was like a proof of concept. Exactly. Proof like, of like, la- this is why you should hire those us. Those last word this. kids, they know what they're doing. They're out here turning <laughs> com- shit around. They're coming in bringing tin fish and half drink <laughs> bottles of wine and briefcases. <laughs> they can't be stopped. So because of that, would you now take on a project that might be even a little more risky? Because you, you know that you did a risky project and it actually ended up working? So, or do you go into shit now a little more cautious because you're like, wow, we pulled that one out. My <laughs> fucking city repairs. I don't know about doing that shit again. I think a mix of both. I mean, to me, the whether a project works really depends on the rent deal. If the rent deal's yeah, right, sure. then you Especially can limit in overhead. Especially a place like LA where... And the rent deal was right. And I mean, the same thing with any other project that we're looking at. It's overhead that we're controlling at the very first step over anything else overhead than labor right right i mean that's fucking smart <laughs> yeah. you must have gone to college <laughs> i know you have top time. secret projects in the works but what can you tell us about what's uh, what's next for last word in the new year so we've got two secret projects okay one in Shut los up. angeles that's I, I will be able to talk about soon i okay. was hoping by today but okay. not it's all right yet. it's all okay. right you, you'll just tell us in secret and then when stay the tuned. next podcast we'll yep. do, we'll break we'll, it we'll yeah. chat stay about tuned it. folks mm-hmm. so that that's coming and then we've got one in pioneer town i love pioneer town so if if you don't know pioneer town uh, for our non-la listeners because i'm assuming all our LA listeners do and if you don't you're fucking up <laughs> yeah you're an idiot what's the matter with you? it's uh it's north Drive. of joshua tree yeah. it was built in the 40s by roy rogers and some other guys like gene autry as a set for shooting westerns yep but over the course of the subsequent years it became like an actual town uh, yep, Pappy and Harriet's, a, a classic kind of roadhouse restaurant, has been there since the 60s. Uh, storied venue, like fucking, you know, like Paul McCartney's played there. Like they have cool bands come through. You can, you know, there's a motel. You can camp there. They, they grill all their meats outside over mesquite. Their food's great. It's like, it's like one of my favorite places ever. It's pretty iconic. So I'm always like, Pioneer Town needs more shit. Because outside of Pappy and Harriet's, there's, there's nothing there. It's literally, there's no other restaurant establishment. There's no eatery. It's I just, swear to God, if the secret project is a pinchos and like top. Oh my <laughs> God, I would be so You moved it out to the desert and I'd be so <laughs> mad at you. I'd be like yelling about that you. Their home base is now tired. Well, I'm sorry. I had to move to the desert. There's <laughs> no other choice. Well, what do you want me to do? I need my fucking pinchos. <laughs> That's such an untapped market. But it's also 
obviously presents its own unique set of challenges because it's not like you're moving into an established thing. You're moving into a, a tiny town in the middle of the desert that literally has one restaurant. Yeah, we're expecting that demand will continue and keep growing. And that's, I mean, it's a hard thing to put but, all your... But it's good to get out, get in there when the getting's good. Well, and there's a really interesting local community that kind of expands beyond Pioneer Town into the neighboring sure. cities around A lot there. of expats from LA who kind of open totally. their own thing. But it's thing. just like getting super hit. I mean, people will drive a significant amount of time to have a great weekend somewhere, right? Yep. And if Pioneer Town can be that new place... Well, not, not new, but well, maybe... Like new, newish with Now food it has something like, else besides Besides one thing. here, yeah. It's one of the most airbnb cities yes, in sure. California. It, it is. It's amazing. It's really... There's something really magical about Climb it. Climb up on the boulders. Maybe take a few mushrooms. Uh, who, who, who am I to say? They're just plants. M- mushrooms They're just plants, will folks. be had. <laughs> just uh, communing it's with nature. Watching the sunrise. From a large rock, <laughs> wondering how the fuck you got up on this rock and how you're gonna get down. Yeah, how did I get up here? Yeah. I do. Lo- I do okay. love it up there. The desert, it's it's great. And in recent years, it seems like there's been, uh, you know, like it used to just be like you'd eat at like Joshua Tree Saloon, but I feel like if there's more and more places opening up. Yeah, and they're doing well. There's like La Copine that's down the street does incredibly well. There's there's a, there's a need for it. There's demand for it. So mm. we're excited. We've got a... Last words leading team. the charge at the so, Vanguard. But you, so you can't tell us what the concept is. Mm. No. Well, well at, really mean. No. We need to... <laughs> my publicist will be really upset. Last words enemies enemies are listening it's, to this it's podcast It's all borscht right restaurant. <laughs> we're serving only borscht with different varietals of local beets. <laughs> I wish someone would do that. I actually saw that you had a... A picture from Kachka on your last word Instagram. Yeah. And I'm always like, for people who don't know, Kachka is this amazing restaurant in Portland. It's kind of like a hip Russian small place restaurant. And in LA, which is a city that has such a big Russian population, I'm always like, someone needs to open a Kachka-esque restaurant. There's also a place in New York called Veselka that's like a Ukrainian Veselka, place. Veselka, true love. Absolute. It's like, I'm sure there's Russian restaurants that we just don't know about because it's like there's gotta be there's gotta there's be a, something. I mean, there are right? actually in so in, all just in old like Russian people before, and we just don't know. Well, before Boys Town in West Hollywood, like when you get to like yeah, Crescent Heights, it's a very there's Russian like, neighborhood. A, a condensed like, like Russian near Plumbers Park. Yeah, and so there Plumber are like Park. Russian restaurants. And like, there's there are a place some Russian in Santa Monica there, yeah. that's like a Polish restaurant. Yes, Solidarity. Solidarity. Yeah. I was there the other. How week. was it good? Well, you're aren't you Polish? I am Polish. Ah, I am Polish. You're Polish. Polish to the homeland. <laughs> hey. I don't know what a Polish accent is. I kind of just did like Irish. I don't know. It's like a Russian, but it is different. <laughs> same, same. We are really drinking the same amount of vodka, but it's better. But, but we are drinking potato vodka. Solidarity was fun. They've got a great patio. That is the most Food intense is... name for a restaurant. Solidarity. Russians are the most intense white people. I think we can all agree on that. And Polish oh, probably great. right there behind them. I don't uh, really yeah, know yeah, any Polish. I was an Estonian. Ooh. Almost oh my everyone. God. Yikes. I do business with my business partner is part Russian my publicist is part Russian I would, like, I would imagine they all have scars over one eye this you don't want to know story this for this wolf this other one bear, bear. <laughs> this wolf bear wolf bear does not exist we in have states wolf bear only hybrid. in Russia wolf bear <laughs> now give me some, some say it's legend it's not legend it's real it's real I have some Russian Jew in me so uh, I have the blood of the motherland flowing through me um <laughs> I just, I love that style of food. There's actually a place in Highland Park called Parsnip, which is Hungarian food. Oh. Different, obviously, but similar in that there's like dumplings and yeah. it's very carb heavy and they have like stews. Onions and potatoes and, and yeah, almost everything. Yeah, I love that and They're shit. laundering money in the back. You know, no, just no, it's a very sweet little <laughs> restaurant. <laughs> it's a very, very sweet. They're laundering, They're laundering money. money. Maybe. 
That's a uh, maybe last maybe Lasford looks into a, a Russian restaurant for twenty nine. I'm not opposed. That would that would be my partner Adam's dream. Oh man, god damn it! Someone's okay. gonna do it and make a million dollars. That's it? A million dollars? Just one what million. Doctor Evil. And then the Russian mafia kills you and takes the over end. and then starts laundering money through the restaurant. He's closed. He's closed. Uh, are you guys on front? He's closed. He's closed. <laughs> but there are people in there and waiting. He's closed. They don't wait there. <laughs> You've been traveling a little bit lately. I, I, I know you were in Lisbon for a little bit. Yes. Uh, a couple months ago, and you went to Spain as well. Yep, we yep. did. Well, so every time I go to Europe, I pick the cities I want to go to based on how cheap the flights are in and out of them. Smart lady. Very yes. smart. So we knew Savvy we businesswoman. Yes. Into London and out of Madrid. And I was like, okay, well, where else are we going to go? So we ended up uh, going all around uh, Portugal, Lisbon, Porto. Doro Valley and then finished in Madrid after London so it was great well, I, I went to Lisbon in May and I was just so floored like any culture that embraces sardines and wine on that level I'm like I'm home I felt like I was fucking home <laughs> it was Lisbon was Lisbon had magic to it we when we went it was so crowded that what, it, what month were you there it was September so it shouldn't have been I thought August was going to be yeah, easier but, but it maybe it was, carries over into September all, apparently all Europeans travel in May and September so it was hard to just sink in and that I wanted to love it so much more and I, I will go back I have to go back but Porto to me and the Duro Valley were transcendent okay. that was really magical see that's what I always heard like Lisbon I was like this is so rad and then like everyone was like you gotta go to Porto <laughs> what was, was like, it about I don't Porto? have time to go to Porto what was it about Porto that, that you absolutely just fell in love with like was it like you just saw it and you were like oh yeah, no, that's exactly what happened. Because it's on the river. The river it's runs a very charming right to the country. ocean. And it, then you've got all these like super slopes. Oh, it's quaint slopes. as hell. It is quaint as fucking hell. charming. It's mm. just beautiful. Every time we would like walk charm. around the corner, I'd be like, I'm charmed. I got charmed. <laughs> oh, it happened again. Oh, God. Every little like, just like the, you know, the, the houses with the tile and the little cobblestone streets and the old streetcars and like the slopes and the ocean vista. You're like, I'm so charmed. Everything felt like a hidden discovery. God it damn was. it. It was oh. great. It was good. Well, now I'm determined to go back. That was like probably the most day wine I've ever had. Because we would just wake up and start drinking wine. Because that's what everyone else is doing. We're yeah, like, breakfast well, wine. we don't want to be rude. Oh, breakfast, have to have breakfast, I mean, wine. breakfast wine. See, your Europe's you culture in general is just wine. It's just wine. Just drink yeah. wine all the time. Unless you're in like fucking like Germany. Like, no, All right, no. Germans actually love wine. I mean, I was obviously, say, in, on the Rhine, yeah. there's on breakfast the Rhine. wine. On oh. the Rhine, mm-hmm. on the Rhine, breakfast wine on the Rhine. I mean, I want, I want you morning, want noon, night. breakfast wine. I want, I want like midnight snack wine. You know what I mean? I want to wake up at like 3 a.m. and be like, <laughs> we are going to crack open a nice wine. midnight riesling you for o- you. Yes. You open your fridge and there's a Perone in there just with a little bit left. And you're like, perfect. <laughs> okay, so now I'm glad we're all on the same page. We've all figured out that the new projects for Last Word Hospitality. 2019 should be a Lisbon style seafood <laughs> uh, uh, tavern and a Russian style dumpling bar. I am really fully in support Boom, of this. Done. Okay, next I'll project. I'll make it happen. I mean, gold. This is just gold. <laughs> gold. So we're going to be considered consultants yes, for last I want a consultancy oh, fee. My fee is 15% and free seafood for life. <laughs> 15% of what? Uh, sounds wine, sounds of all the wine you have. 15% of all tin seafood. <laughs> I, I do. I brought home. Did you bring home some sardines? Oh yeah. Mm. I my suitcase smuggling was so heavy. Yeah. <laughs> so I got. I brought home Ginginia. Did you go to a Ginginia bar in Lisbon? That's that cherry liqueur. Yeah. It's disgusting. That's like the one thing I didn't. Oh. Like. 
So, I so loved Lisbon, it. Lisbon has all these kiosks that are like all around the city. Yeah. And like the thing to do is like, you know, you get a coffee or we would just get wine, but like they love this gingina. It's like a sweet cherry liqueur. They'd be yeah. like, oh, you try the gingina. You try the gingina. It's good. And they'd be like, I would be like, this is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> it's like so sweet. And you liked cinnamon-y? it? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, my God. We got like at least four a day. Wow. Was, but they come in teeny tiny. It's like, like, it's like, it's a, like a fireball shot. of fucking. Of, of <laughs> no, it's it way is. sweeter than fireball. <laughs> it is not. How is that possible? I don't think it's you gross. went to the right one. I don't know. I just <laughs> was like, I will have vino verde all day, every day for yeah, every fair. meal and <laughs> in interaction. But yeah, I mean, the, the kiosk system. And we've talked about it before. If we could just introduce European style public drinking to the States in a way that didn't cause the downfall of, of polite society. American society, we'd yeah. Just be, we'd be sitting pretty. No. We're fucking up. You We're be fucking up healthcare. We're fucking up public drinking. God damn it. Those Stop. are my Let's two main voting Liz- issues. Also, Liz- yeah. was so <laughs> public, public drinking, drinking and let, healthcare. Let me know if Porto is the same way. I found Lisbon to be incredibly affordable. It was. In terms of like a Western European major city, so cheap. it was like so, so cheap. Yep. Not Everything. like dirt Food cheap. Food and but wine. Like great compared to Spain, compared to like... Yep. It was and nuts. Spain's still affordable. I mean, Madrid's more expensive, but you can drink really affordably in Spain. You, you can. can drink really affordably in France. You can. And then the food gets more expensive. But in Lisbon, everything was just like, this what we caught, this what you eat. Fuck. It was great. Ah. Now I'm just thinking about the fact that we don't have a Basque bar that we can go to in LA. Sorry, man. Because these Basque bars... You gotta bars, get over it. You gotta get for, over for it. For people that have never been to one, the pincho style is a little different than tapas. Because it's a yes. traditional pinchos bar. When you walk in... The entire bar is laid out with shit that's already prepared. So you walk in and there's probably like 50 different pinchos. And each pincho usually is on like a little piece of bread with a toothpick in it. So it's literally like a smorgasbord as far as I can see of all these amazingly like intricately built little pinchos. And then you just start eating. There's no waiting. There's no argue. You're just like, this looks good. And then they just count your toothpicks. Yep. It's a toothpick based economy. (laughs) And it's the best fucking system ever. Just like, there's nothing like all I want is that. People don't, that doesn't jive with people out here, man. People, people, the people no, here they, would start throwing toothpicks in their pocket and they would lie. Yeah. So like, I only had three toothpicks. They'd be like, yeah. sir, we, each, we saw you eat seven toothpicks. You would need, you would need a loss prevention individual oh walking God. up and down. An armed security monitor. guard. Pull out your pockets. I said, I can say, I see there's toothpicks in your mouth. Sir, <laughs> open your mouth. P- pull your tongue out. There's toothpicks under there. <laughs> do you think that system could work? As a hospitality management specialist, do you think a Basque Pincho-based toothpick system could work in the States? I think in a modified way, yes. Well, what, let's say you were doing it. Dream situation. You found the space. The rent was right. You're opening a fucking cider and pincho spot. How would you, as a management professional, uh, style that service? Um, I think it would depend on volume and, and the style of seating. But like, let's say it was all at a high top or a bar sure. in one line. Classic. Then I think there would be, for every couple or every person that sat down, there would be a plate presented. So instead of it already existing up on the bar, because health department in mm. the U.S. will not let Fucking food just sit there. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's, it's We're trying limit. to have fish sit out for a whole day. What's the issue? But in the way that like bread and butter used to be the normal, I think you could do something really similar with that energy. And then I think that could be a way to to convey it or to to turn it into something actually profitable as a venue as well that's such a good take (laughs) and actually that perfectly segues into what i wanted to mention before we wrap up this thing that you've been doing called the last word academy yeah through last word hospitality is basically courses that you or your partner teach about different aspects of the hospitality business correct so how did you 
decide that you wanted to move into an educational element? Did you just kind of like see that there was a niche and a, a place where you like people need to be educated about these issues and they're not getting it from a you know traditional culinary school or wherever? I mean, most it, it kind of came from most of our consulting being from owners who are frustrated with management or the lack right. of available. You're seeing the problem man- from there. Yeah, and, and honestly, working with there's to be to be a professional and to, to move up in the hospitality world, you don't need to have gone to college. You right. don't you need, need to a have substance abuse a problem and a chip exactly, on your shoulder and a slight alcoholic tendency. Right. <laughs> but there's no there's no way for this information to to be passed down in a formal setting. And so we got kept working with these GMs or AGMs or supervisor level people who really didn't have the time or have the drive to teach themselves about interpersonal communication and leadership. Right. And maybe and like, nobody taught them. Exactly. Yeah. Of like that nobody knows what they needed to know and right. how and how to be a good leader. And so we decided that we'd offer these classes for free for anybody who wants to attend. Monetize it? God damn. No, well we we actually they're for free. Wait, they're for free? The, yeah, they're free to attend. So anytime I don't we, think I've ever realized that. We should go and just heckle. <laughs> you are Get not to the part about how you fucked up making the Pinchos bar. Like, <laughs> they've, they've already drank all the cider. Get them out of here. That cider was for the we end. Just, we just play your podcast. That cider was for after, Carla. So that you press play and you're like, this is what not to do. And you're like, what the hell, man? We present a cautionary tale when you just play this episode. People are like, oh, you're taking notes. And they're like, yeah, 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 very yeah, informative. That's, bad. that's real bad. But yeah, no, they're free to attend. We partnered with La, uh, with Woodford Reserve on the first sessions. Is is there something that? Oh wait, like, also we were talking about free whiskey at the barbershop in the beginning of this episode. Right, it should be noted you get a free whiskey you when you go to this class. What? Oh yeah, How's they're adopting the free whiskey barbershop. I, I, I would walk in and then I'd be like, oh thanks. I'd walk out with the mustache on over my beard and be like, <laughs> I'm here for, for the, the same class. class. <laughs> Joel, I'll just give you whiskey. We're friends. Jo- who's Joel? <laughs> I don't. I'm I, Mr. Wigglebottom. I don't know what to tell you. I'm, I, I'm a very uh, do I, wealthy businessman. Do I have to look like someone named Joel? I, I don't, don't know if it's Joel. My man. name is Guy Incognito. <laughs> Your commitment should be applauded. That's amazing. Uh, and you're still doing those. Yeah, we are. Do you have we, another one coming up that we can? We don't have it. So my my business partner Adam, sorry to bring him up again. He just him and his wife just had a baby. Shout out to Adam hey. and his baby and yeah, his wife. So good. So they're taking some time off, and Adam and I will. So you're taking and... over the company. Adam's done. <laughs> it's, He's out. It's He's out. Gonna... I was I was in a board <laughs> meeting yesterday. You know these men? They have a kid. They become very emotional, <laughs> unstable. They're not fit they have for to take time not off. Not fit for a leadership position. Yeah, well, you know. Yeah, that's exactly what happened. So are you saying that these classes are going to be a hiatus while he's away? Yeah. We'll okay. send out the schedule probably early next year okay. for... Well, I would... Uh, anyone who's in the industry or anyone who just wants free whiskey, I would highly <laughs> encourage because, you know, you're such a smart uh, person and I think you have a lot to pass on to people who, you know, would like to learn about this world. That's and fun. I think that's such a good service because you're right. It's like besides culinary school uh, or like, you know, majoring in like hotel management at like a university but that doesn't mean a whole lot no. like I, right for, you I mean, should from my perspective culinary school means absolutely and nothing it, does, it right? doesn't it mean you're a good leader it, it, it Joel means, never went to means, culinary school and he hates it no but here's the thing I've seen people that have gone to culinary school and have taken so much away from it and like really paid attention and they have, they've understood the nuance of what they're getting themselves into and other people that just go like fuck like oh they told me I'm gonna do this with this in this amount of time and they don't actively try to like learn the X, Y, Z. Right. Going to culinary school or a hospitality management course doesn't necessarily mean that you have any real understanding of how it works in the real world. And also we, we know tons of chefs and hospitality professionals, GMs, wine people who never had any 
formal training who are yeah. great and learned it on their own, but you're kind of offering a, a do, leg up to people who are do, like... Do you start every, like, every, like, session with, like, what do you guys think you know? And they're like, uh, and you're like, shut up! No, no. Look, you look to it all out the window! Look to your left. Look to your right. One of these people will be dead by the end of this course. Here's your parole. Get drinking. It's just how to drink well. It's just playing flip cup. It's just how to like drink a lot of wine and still close the business deal when you're hammered. What do you know? Shut up. What do you think you know? You show up with a briefcase full of wine and you fucking get the signature on the paper. <laughs> yeah. Basically. Yeah, basically. That's the, and then you're like, end of class. We'll see you next week. I want to take a class. Do you, you t- teach yeah. a podcasting course? <laughs> Definitely not. God damn it. All right. I guess I got to keep figuring this shit out on my own. I know. This is all, this is what, we're like 60 in. God damn it. I'm, all right, we're learning. We're, we're all learning. This is all just a learning experience. Do you have any other restaurants that you want to plug besides Sam Sam? Um, Hayden in Culver City. Hayden. Love Hayden. Love Hayden. Uh, wish I lived closer. Also, Platform is popping off. Roberta's is open. Hayden's got like a remodel going. If you want a like, salad, go to Sweet Green or whatever. You Hayden's can, got you great You can see wine. all the employees arguing outside every fucking day. Or being mean to customers. Yeah. yeah. Dude, they're insanely, it's insanely weird. I, every time I walk, because I walk past it to go to better places like Wait, Hayden or Problems at Sweet Green? Dude, it's like, there's always like a group of four and they're like, well, Jim said that you were not dressing the salads properly and I, I don't understand why you disrespect the salads. Well, I'm sorry that Jim's a liar. <laughs> And also a fucking super intense conversations about about salad. I'm just like, Nancy Silverton's there, like, you made the fucking chopped salad wrong. I I made a training video. I can't imagine her yelling at anyone or anything. You fuck up that chopped salad though, you're gonna hear about it. Yeah, Yeah, I don't think that she's like actively there overseeing. She inspects every chopped chopped salad. salad. (laughs) This is fucking bullshit. Yeah, no. Hayden's great. Hayden is great. I've, I've, Ari is so talented. Chef Ari. Yes. Yeah. Shout out Chef Ari. Any place where you can just have <laughs> nice wine, tin seafood, and oysters outside. That's that's all I want. I also love that place because I love like the operational aspect of it, and especially in the kitchen of like there is no there's hood. no hood. There is no like real cooking. It's induction burners and panini presses and like it's maybe circulators. And I'm just like, how are you doing what you're doing out of there? Full restaurant. So many limitations. And it's a good amount of seats too. Yeah. And that kitchen ain't ain't big. No, he the took the class at last word. How to cook without a hood. It was a great class. <laughs> he finished first in his class. He finished first in his class. <laughs> I ha- I have the same thing situation with what we're opening up. That's right. With there the is, there is no there is no hood. So we gotta we gotta grease the wheels a little bit. Yeah. We gotta get really great. And I think that's I I really like parameters. I really like hurdles because I think they force creativity. Yeah. And in this case, it really and it, did. And it, help, and it helps give you a bigger understanding of the of the of the meta picture because yes. it's not all going to work out well though i think rule number one in restaurants is that everything you plan ain't going to go the way they restaurants like war what it is no plan survives first to. contact with the enemy <laughs> the enemy being the general public <laughs> <laughs> the real enemy of the people it's true like you can plan all you want but when, when you're the open people for business, are the enemy of the people God we damn. did this to protect you from yourself god damn people in here fucking it up what else what else do you got besides hayden you got same stop, same stop hanging the table you got hayden you got same same. Uh, we were. Joel quiet. won't stop banging the table. He gets so excited. <laughs> I, I do get very excited this when whole I hear podcast. concepts. I keep getting. I keep getting listener mail. All I can hear is table banging. This t- this podcast is eighty percent table banging. I'm just giving the people what they want. Yeah, um, yeah we work with uh, Bestian Bavel and then Ototo, which is soon to open. <gasps> we were just bar. talking about that in the first part of the episode. Is it opening yeah. like this weekend? Give well, us the inside scoop. <laughs> no, I I don't I don't God have a formal timeline. They've I thought final it said inspections. We're working on it. It's it's hustling. Courtney is working her butt off. Okay. I saw those wood slats up at the I'm front. Very excited. They are today. great. Can we come to Can't can wait. we come to friends and family? 
if if I get if I'm allowed to invite anybody to friends, yeah. it's like tiny. It's like you two will be. This my is why invites. we actually invited you on the podcast. <laughs> like, my husband isn't coming. By the way, <laughs> no, no. We, I, I gave Joel I gave Carl. It to Joel and Carl yeah. actually asked me on a podcast, so I had to say yes. They, they cornered me. I, I honestly think I think Morgan would understand. I think he I think would, would too. Be very understanding. He is a very way, understanding. I just want to man. shout out your husband, who is great. He's in the he's in the wine world, and he is just a happy boy, and I love him to death. Shout out to Morgan Fox. One of the greatest people I've ever met. Shout out to Morgan Fox. So yeah, go eat at Hayden. Go eat at Sam Sam if you haven't. If you had, fucking go back because they're great. Yeah, go back. They're great places to drink wine and eat delicious food. Uh, Be on the lookout for Ototo. You know I'm going to be. You know Joel's going to be. You know I will be. And I will be up in there. Come find me at the bar. Uh, Maybe 2019 is the year I get really into fucking sake. Am I going to be a sake bar in 2019? You could be a sake guy. Sake is going to be that next thing, man. Well, I feel like where everyone's going to have no matter what the context. There's like the natural wine equivalent of like natural sake that I see on the list at Tsubaki. And I'm like, I want to know about it. What's interesting about sake is apparently it's not trendy to drink in Japan. Like among young people, it's they're like, the yeah, right, it's, it's all it's, wine. It's, it's, oh yeah. So sure. sake is like coming up here. Because but, you know, they grew up watching has, older people drink it. Yep. So, and I think sake is fabulous. I also really enjoy for restaurant people, you can order a single bottle of sake and it'll Goes be with delivered everything. without, no, 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 as wholesale. So if you want like oh. ordering cases of product, you don't have to order a case of sake. You can order a single One of those bottle, giant of sa- bottle, a single giant bottle. You of know, sake. I love a, a comically large bottle of anything. <laughs> a Jeroboam of fucking sake. Fuck yeah! Catch me at Ototo in 2019 well, with a Jeroboam. With Joel holding this is it, and bigger I'm, than me. I'm laying on two seats, and Joel's <laughs> pouring it into my face. So, and two people are fanning you with giant. Palm they don't tree use porons in Japan. They're dishonorable. You have to drink out of the bottle. I love that that uh, I'm not I'm not huge in grain sake, but where they give you like the wood like the the square cup and yeah. then the little and it overflows and it overflows. It's just like here's I, some, but also here's some more. <laughs> I don't like the square cup. I like it. I've never liked the square. Yeah, cup. I always feel a little awkward drinking cup, it. A square I don't cup drink out of a square a cup. Listen, hear me out. Imagine if somebody gave you a square cup full of wine and then a little little charger underneath it, and they're like, "Here's your wine." You thought that that wine pour was going to end? Nay, it goes over. Oh, so now I have to drink wine. it off the plate like a cat. You I have would, to lap it out of a saucer. You would do it. Of course I would. <laughs> I would debase myself in front of the entire restaurant. They'd be like, who's this asshole licking wine off a plate? And I'd be like, Joe wanted a fucking square cup for some reason. I'm just going to do that. I'm going to call it the Carl. Get out of here. Nah. Uh, follow Holly on social media. Uh, and last word. Uh, let's see. Your Instagram for last word is L. W. Oh, actually, I don't even remember. You don't even know. I think it's just Last Word to, Hospitality. Okay. At Last Word Hospitality. And you're... At Last Word Hospitality <laughs> 69 420. Your, your Instagram is at Holly... Holly.fox. Holly Holly.fox. Holly e. E. Fox. What's your real name? Elizabeth. Elizabeth. Holly Elizabeth Classy. Fox. Classy. Classic. Classic. Very professional. Classy. Uh, as always, you can follow me at Carl Hess on Twitter and Instagram. You can follow Joel at Joel David Miller on Instagram. Three names. You can follow the pod at Yappod, that's Y-A-P-P-O-D, on Instagram and Twitter. Um, you know, get on the old iTunes. Give Leave it a, a five-star rating. Leave, Leave us a, a review. review. We, you know, we're, we're doing this for you. I, I don't we're do it We're selfless public servants. I'm slaving away here. I have to talk to Carl all the time. Let's get out of here. Yeah. I want to do that. <laughs> I have to fucking hang out and drink day cider. I mean, I, let's be honest. I'd be doing this uh, and for our listeners who are industry professionals or just want to fucking bone up on their knowledge, go take a goddamn class. It's free. Get, you get your whiskey. ass into school. They're free. Plus, They're you get fun. free whiskey. They're great. Yeah. 
Go to the Western and get free whiskey, get your haircut, then go to your class and get free. That's two free whiskeys. I mean, and you have a haircut and uh, more knowledge about the restaurant industry. Yeah. Who, are you, who are you to resist? Who are you to resist? Who are you, it, you to eh? resist? And of course, uh, you guys have a whole slate of top secret projects coming out 2019. Look out for So those. fucking be on the lookout, especially in Pioneer Town. Yeah. I'm especially. so excited for that. It's going to be hot. And I just hope one of those is a hip Russian restaurant. Otherwise, <laughs> it's going to be Russian be really slash sad. pinchos. Oh Carl's my god. Head is, Carl's head is gonna explode. Ah! He's gonna <laughs> walk in and he's just gonna go and it blow up. It's just dumplings with toothpicks in them. And then like, I don't even have to I don't even have to use a spoon. I just a toothpick dumpling right in my And mouth. then the podcast will be mine. <laughs> Welcome to Yelling About Pate with Joel. That's Carl right. was beaten severely by the Russian mafia for trying to hide several toothpicks in his pocket at the <laughs> Russian pincho place. He claimed he'd only eaten seven dumplings when, in fact, it was 15. His legs are broken. He's in the ICU. Joel will be taking over the podcast. He can't hear you. His ears are filled with blood. <laughs> his ears are packed with gauze. Uh, well, that's our time for this week. Holly, thank you so much for thank joining Thank you so, us. so, so much. It was a goddamn Bye. pleasure. It's an, yeah. it's an inspiration to see uh, young, cool people doing shit, cool shit in the industry and picture. giving back. There's so much selfishness gotta, in the world pay it forward. and this you industry. You truly are the Helen Hunt of our generation. <laughs> I, <laughs> in what respect? That's a deep cut. Pay it forward. You remember the movie? Oh, uh, nobody movie. remembers that movie. In the role she played in the movie Pay It Forward. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay, got it. I Thank forgot that Joel. Joel is a huge Pay It Forward head. <laughs> I, I really am. I hey, well, it's a great movie. You know, he's, well, he's a great a great look, movie. pay it forward by leaving us a review. Please Thank do. you for listening. Uh, we'll be back next week. And uh, go eat something delicious. Yep. 